18 to 24-year-olds make up almost 10% of the American population, but in the 2018 midterm elections, they made up only 6% of voters. Our generation wants progressive change, but only we can make it happen. We are the future. We are the next generation of voters. I'm Aiden Cohen Murphy, and this is the Next Generation Politics Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Next Generation Politics Podcast, and welcome to our July 14th slash 15th episode. Um, few things to announce. So, one, this will be our last week of having two episodes. Um, we, a lot of members of the team, our schedules are starting to, to pick up, um, and so we are going to move to one episode a week on, we haven't decided yet. Um, but anyway, so one episode a week, this is the last episode with, the last week with two episodes. Um, so today, we are going to talk to, you, to a New York Times tech reporter named Cecilia Kang about the possibility of a TikTok ban, and I know that I left the conversation a lot more educated um, than I went in. Uh, and then we're going to talk about some other news from, from China, the D.C. football team, um, coronavirus, WeWork, and the Trump, the Trump administration. So... Um, we're, again, we're going to start with my discussion with New York Times tech reporter Cecilia Kang. Hi, Cecilia. Thank you so much for joining me today. Before we begin, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure, Aiden. Thanks so much for having me. I am a reporter at the New York Times. I cover technology and particularly technology at the intersection of regulation and government and politics. And I have been doing this for a long time. I've been at the Times for about five years, and I was doing this exact same job at the Washington Post before that for about 10 years. Well, that's, that's great. Um, thank you again. And so I think myself included, like a, a, lot, of, a lot of TikTok users were kind of freaked out um, by, by the supposed TikTok ban, like the, the possibility of that. Um, but more more freaked out than I was. I was confused, and I think that's true for a lot of other people. So um, will you give us a little bit of background about like what exactly what exactly is happening? Yeah, I think to understand why we're at this place where the Trump administration has talked about banning TikTok, you kind of have to go back to the beginning of the administration and understand that President Trump has for quite some time been engaged in a, an economic and trade battle with China. And as part of that, there has been a lot of national security concerns that this administration has raised about the Chinese government. Um, and so the way that technology has come um, to be involved in this trade battle and this economic battle is that there is concerns by this administration that some technology can be used for surveillance and actually essentially spying on citizens. Um, and forcing censorship on populations. And this is what's happening within China. And again, how this relates to the US and what's going on here is that there are Chinese technologies that this administration has already banned from being here for those very, from being in the US and operating in the US for those very reasons, for these national security concerns. And so we've seen the administration ban, for example, telecom equipment from a company called Huawei and another company called ZTE, and they are the providers of all the equipment for the wireless networks that essentially make our smartphones and our laptops and everything run. Um, and now, more recently, 
the administration, the White House, has taken aim at apps, Chinese apps. And that includes TikTok and WeChat and Alibaba and all these incredibly popular, globally popular apps that are based in China and created by Chinese companies. And so TikTok, which very much is a global company at this point, has, has been swept up in this sort of crosshair, in the crosshairs of the US-China long simmering trade and economic battle that's been, that's really been a hallmark of this administration. Mm-hmm. Do you, are these privacy concerns that the Trump administration is concerned about, um, are these concerns valid? I, it's 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 interesting. Um, there is right now no proof that TikTok is being used to surveil its users. Um, it's really hard to defend um, yourself if you are TikTok because you're kind of trying to prove a, ner- a negative um, or at least argue against um, what is a theory. Um, and it's hard to prove that. There's no evidence right now that TikTok is being used for surveillance, but there's a lot of evidence that our intelligence agencies have collected about telecommunications companies, Chinese, that use their, that whose technology is used for surveillance um, by the Chinese government. What we do know is that TikTok in particular is not actually owned in any part by the People's Republic of China, by the Chinese government. But that's one of the allegations is that if it have if the company was is based or connected in any way to a, a company that's based right now in China, that it can be somewhat influenced or associated by associated with the, the Chinese government and that the government would use these tools as sort of a weapon for surveillance and censorship and and all these things, these sort of values that American officials um, very strongly rebuke. Mm-hmm. So let, let, let's say that like the allegations were true and it is being, being used for surveillance. Um, what could like American TikTokers data be used for by the Chinese government? Yeah, I mean, I think it could be used to see if, um, like, so like a hypothetical, like I don't have proof of this, but you can certainly hypothesize that if the Chinese government was trying to find dissidents or people who are like uh, spreading sort of or stoking concerns or or protests against the government that they can target them by their by their actual postings um, the Chinese government has a history doing this over through through email through like in, in terms of compelling tech companies to give them emails and social media data to find out like Facebook data, for example, or Instagram or Twitter to see who are, and those companies don't actually operate right now in China, but to see what potential dissidents or, or protesters um, might be doing to rouse um, and royal uh, local, like local Chinese residents into essentially dissent. And that's what they're trying to control is that that doesn't happen. So the so the fear of Americans of the like, of of the Trump administration is that is not that they're spying on American users is that they're they're is, is that correct? Oh, oh, so so that example I gave is from the from the Chinese perspective. If they were oh. going to try to surveil users, mm-hmm. would, that's part of it. I think that the 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 U.S. government right now is very suspicious that any Chinese technology 
can become a tool for government to, to yes, spy on residents, but also to spy on U.S. residents or Chinese residents um, in China or here, but also to spread disinformation that they could use it as a propaganda tool, or they can use these tools to censor um, particular individuals. Um, like particular, like they can't do that in the U.S., but they might do that, for example, in, or maybe they could do the U.S. They could try to force TikTok to use its algorithms or to suppress particular accounts. Um, so these are all of the values that um, the U.S. is trying to protect, um, free speech, privacy of individuals, security, and their allegations are that a company like TikTok can be used as a weapon against all these values. So, as you said, there's not really any proof of um, yeah. the, the Trump administration's claims yet. Do you think that without without proof, do you think that it's like that that they could actually? I mean, I, I know they could, but do you think that it's a feed that it's it's likely that that they will ban the app without proof? Well, I think that um, yes, I think that they certainly can, and I think there's a good chance they will. Um, this administration is really hard to predict in many ways because they'll say things and they won't follow through, but in other cases they certainly do, and they did so with the ban on Chinese telecom equipment. What happened last week um, uh, was that India actually banned TikTok as well as dozens of other, almost 50 other Chinese apps um, on the grounds of, of, of national security concerns, but also because of concerns of censorship and, and really promoting local local apps and technology. So there's a there were a variety of reasons why they did that. And I, I think once India did that, that that's that was a real emboldening act for the US government to look at that and say, well, India's doing it too. We can certainly do that too. And of course remember like and the reason why I brought up the trade war and the economic war is that this is all potentially being used as as a weapon mm -hmm. in and a bargaining chip, really, in this broader trade negotiation that's been ongoing for for years, for since the beginning of the Trump administration. But yeah, they certainly can. I think um, there is generally a, a this administration has a very strong nationalist stance mm -hmm. on their own technology, on U.S. technology, and about that the whole idea that, and they're they're very. Um, They've made a lot of efforts to stop the, the the spread, if you will, of powerful technology companies from China. They've been pressuring their allies not to use Chinese equipment, for example, in telecom networks and Chinese apps. That's something they could do as well. So part of this is also just to maintain the U.S.'s lead on technology, which at this point, arguably, you can't even say that the U.S. leads on technology because some of the most popular apps in the world are Chinese. So there's, mm -hmm. there's sort of like a competition thing going on as well. So there's like, there's a legitimate, there, there is what we know is factually a trade war. There is factually an economic war. And then there is allegations of national security concerns. And they're all sort of swirled into this really confusing mix. And it's hard to know what is truly the lever that's being pulled right now or the, or the biggest concern. So it's, it's kind of a muddle. Um, yeah. So that's 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 interesting. So if I, I know the administration is very very hard to predict, as you said, but um, if we were going to be looking at a TikTok ban, do you have any idea what the general timeline would be? Like, is it something that's, that's just they're going to announce like they could announce tomorrow, or is it going to like take a long time? 
they could make an executive order and they could ban it within, you know, I don't think it could be imminent. It would take a little bit of a, pro- of a process, but they could, you know, in very short order, ban it completely. I think it would be, they, I, I feel like they could and there would be backlash and that mm-hmm. they it might like, sort of, if I were to make kind of a, a wild guess on what was going to happen, slightly educated guess, I would say that if they did ban it, there would be such a backlash from, from users that they would walk it back somehow. But it would be just enough. Yeah, Yeah, go ahead. Do you think that there would be, that the administration would face legal challenges too? They possibly could. Because this is, that would be, I I think they could face legal challenges from individuals who would say that it is, um, that this is a First Amendment violation. Mm -hmm. We saw, um, so so Trump has, has, already exercise a executive order against social media companies that would essentially make it easier to sue the companies for for the decisions on speech so it's comp- it's a convoluted mm-hmm. executive order but um they were immediately sued by civil rights groups and and free speech advocates who said that this was this is exactly what the first right amendment was for it was to stop congress slash government from suppressing speech and by the government by the president actually trying to clamp down on social media companies as a perfect example of First Amendment violations. So you could see that potentially. I, I think it would just be incredibly unpopular. I don't know if the president cares about losing this this demographic, uh, but I do think that, and, and I, I say this sincerely, I don't know that he cares, you know? I don't know that a lot of his, um, this is speculation again. I don't know that a lot of his his supporters are TikTok users. Um, I don't know when I when I yeah and when I when I watch it, I see I see a lot of political conversation. I do see some Trump supporters, but I see a lot of people who are looking for change in the government. So I, it's 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 quite interesting. I think it's just you know I will just point out the timing that a lot of this happened after. Um, Trump's campaign rally in Tulsa mm-hmm. ended up being a huge failure, and a lot of TikTokers took credit for reserving tickets and actually bailing on those tickets. Did you do that? Did you do that, Aiden? Were you one of I those did. people? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I for some reason I didn't hear about it until like a few days after, which was annoying. Um, but like, do you think that that has? Of course, no one like it's it's hard really to know why the attendance was so low because there were like other factors with like um, the the aides testing positive that day. But do you think like? Do you think that it's, that the the possibility that that TikTok may have helped to sabotage the rally? Do you think, do you think that has anything to do with like a, the possibility of a ban? Well, I do know that um, the short answer is I don't know, but what I do know is that the president was very angry about the turnout, which was less than half of like far less, a fraction of what what they had expected and that there were many TikTok users who are posting their the receipts of their mm-hmm. confirmation to attend and they didn't attend. Um, and a lot of people took credit for, for not attending. Um, so, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if anybody's done an audit on whether that was really true, but, um, but I do know that there was a lot of frustration within the campaign over that. Um, and, and I think that also like it's, it's all um, the the idea of banning TikTok. I I I wonder if um, I wonder if the administration understands 
just how popular it is and, and what, a, what a sort of uh, phenomena TikTok is among Gen Z and millennials. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I find it to be the center of, of not just entertainment, but the center of political conversation, a lot of the center of mm-hmm. all conversation. I feel like a lot of people I know who are like of your age will talk about how they're learning about COVID through mm-hmm. TikTok and, you know, all kinds of things. So it's just, you know, and you yourself use TikTok and I know, and, you know, in your conversation, not, you know, you're not lip syncing or, you know, it's like, you know, there's like all kinds, there's a variety of things. And I think people, um, I wonder if there's an acknowledgement of just how important it is right now. Um, it's such a huge part of all, also the, like the zeitgeist of your generation. So you know, it's, it's, it may be a, a real miscalculation. We will see if they, again, I, I, the, the other thing though, is that the administration often threatens to ban things, to, to um, make, they just make threats in general on the border and all kinds of things that sometimes they follow through on and sometimes they don't. Um, they all sound pretty draconian when he makes those threats and he does follow through just enough for it to be feasible. Mm-hmm. That'd be possible that he will do this. Okay. Well, that is <laughs> that is scary. But I I have to hope that if that if he does end up banning TikTok, like because there are really so many young people on TikTok, I have to hope that it would mobilize our generation to go out and and campaign and vote, um, which I I guess would be one hopefully good thing about possible. Um, okay. Cecilia, thank you so much. This was just, like so educational. I am leaving this much better informed than I came in. Um, again, thank you so much to Cecilia, who really explained the whole situation um, very, very well. Okay, so in other news, we're just going to do a, few, a little, only little news blast. So China has placed sanctions on a number of U.S. officials, including Senator Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio. This comes into response. This comes as response. Um, to their con- condemnation of the Chinese treatment over the Uyghur Muslims who were being tortured in concentration camps. The Washington, D.C. football team, which, again, I'm not going to say the name, um, which formerly used a Native American slur as its team name and an offensive caricature as its mascot, formally announced on Monday that they will retire the name and the logo. No, no word yet about what the new, um, what the new name and logo is going to be, but hopefully it's not something more offensive. <laughs> That would not be good. Okay, so on the on July twelfth, Florida set a record for new coronavirus cases in a single day, with a figure at fifteen thousand. And Trump was seen wearing a mask for the first time, the very first time recently. The current American death toll sits at one hundred thirty-eight thousand, about forty-six times that of nine eleven. The office retail company WeWork announced that it will be profiting again over the next year, well ahead of schedule. Um, for some background, the company had to lay off a large number of its workers after a failed IPO. The former leader of the company, Adam Newman, was paid off over a billion dollars after driving the company into the ground. Trump commuted Roger Stone's prison sentence of 40 months. To give some background, Stone lied to investigators who were looking into a potential election interference by the Russians. Um, the commutation means that Stone will serve no prison time. Again, Stone was a, a Trump campaign official, and this is just another one, another a new example of a long line of um, examples of corruption in the Trump administration. So Stone deep, Stone has said that he deeply admires Richard Nixon, which is rather unironic. He has a large tattoo of Nixon on his back and does the same finger signs that Nixon was known for, which, very strange detail. So 
Uh, last thing, the Trump administration has officially dropped their plans to deport international students that are taking only online courses. Um, this came out on the heels. Well, this came because Harvard and MIT, this Harvard and MIT sued um, the Trump administration after they after they had announced their ICE policy that would mean that um, international students here on visas, educational visas, could not stay here for their education if they were online-only classes. And because of a, um, a court ruling, that is no longer true. So that's another important thing about why we need to elect Democrats, because so we can keep um, liberal courts who actually uphold the law rather than fit it to Trump's agenda. And that is the end of the news. Thank you for watching or listening. Um, I want to thank, again, Cecilia Kang, the New York Times reporter, for, for appearing on the podcast. I want to thank my director, Sydney Gift, my producer, Ari Cohn, my editors, Lane Malifu and Sarah Villa. I want to thank my writers, Daniel Wilk and Andrew Taylor, especially Daniel, who wrote this episode. Um, I want to thank my production assistant, Caleb Murphy, and the huge group of support supporters that it took to make this podcast possible. We are 111 days from election day. I'm Aiden Cole Murphy, and this was the Next Generation Politics Podcast. <laughs>